When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, the she-man, man-hater, Sarah Ferguson. Did that work? Is that how that goes? Yeah, I think that is how it goes. Um, No boys allowed in this podcast. It's a girls clubhouse only. Um, I never let the boys into my clubhouse anyway, if I even had one. No access allowed. How about you, Jessica? Did you ever have a clubhouse? This is like an ongoing bit with like me and my dad that I always wanted a clubhouse. It's like all I ever wanted in my whole life was like a cool treehouse or clubhouse. My friend had like a very cool like it wasn't a, I don't know if you can call it a treehouse because it wasn't like in a tree, but it was a very cool clubhouse. And that's all I ever wanted. And my dad never built me one. And so now the joke is that like when I have a kid, he'll build that kid one. And I'm like, that's kind of not fair, though, dad. Like you don't understand. Like I didn't get to play in it. Um, but I very much would have liked an exclusive club. Um, speaking of, we'd like to recognize that there is a third member of this exclusive club today. Um, we couldn't talk about this uh, this show, this movie, excuse me, alone. So we had to invite back the one, the only Melissa Denny. Melissa, how are you? I am doing so good. I this is like my first podcast in like a really long time, and it's probably probably a good idea to to do one because uh, Celebrity Big Brother is starting up again, and then all the Big Brothers are coming back. So I gotta you know get back into the podcasting mode. And what a great thing, topic, movie to talk about. I literally was so happy that you guys asked me to join you for this because this was such like a big part of my childhood, this movie. And when I rewatched it for this podcast, I, first of all, I think it totally holds up. Second, 
I could literally repeat like all of the lines back to you. Like, and we I could tell you the movie. Of your specialty. Yeah. <laughs> If you remember back when we had you on for Mary Kane Ashley March, like you have a memory for childhood movie yes. lines. So Oh my god, yes. Yes. And I, I just this this one is just and the accents, I have to say, like, because, like, when I'm, like, saying the lines, like, I say I'm in the accents, like, Spanky has, like, such an accent. He and does. I don't know what that's about. I He's think like, it's, like, of two fake, bub. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, like, a mixture between, like, Midwestern and Southern. Like, I right. don't know how that works. But, yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, this is a staple of my childhood. I watched this film so much to the point where, like, even now, if you're, like, eating a pickle, you got to go, like, I've got a pickle. I've got a pickle. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to, like, do the dance. Like, it's a whole yep. thing. Um, This is just a movie that sticks out for me. I watched it so much as a kid. And I agree with you, Melissa. Completely holds up. It's still just as funny mm -hmm. as an adult who's, like, I'm not really, like, a kid person. But, like, as an adult watching all these little kids scamper around getting into funny business I still mm -hmm. really enjoyed myself now Sarah I feel like this is not a nostalgic movie for you so have you seen this movie before yeah yeah I know I definitely saw this movie um I I I don't know if like I was obsessed with it like I'm trying to think like I guess like the obvious question is like who's your favorite kid and I don't think I can pinpoint <gasps> I had a favorite oh kid, but I didn't do have remember. a favorite kid. You need to have a favorite kid. <laughs> well, what? now I think I have my favorite kid, but like I think like back in the day, I was definitely like a Darla and Alfalfa like fan you because a as a, I'm a I'm a person that loves love. Now I kind of <laughs> think that the relationship is a little toxic, <laughs> and I <laughs> don't really. I'm not for their love, which we'll obviously have to fully discuss, but. Like, if you're like, okay, who's your favorite kid now? Stymie, quality kid. Buckwheat and Porky, quality kids. Yeah. The rest I can do without. No, I have to say, I have to say Stymie, MVP. Like, I yeah. at the time when I was a kid, I was like, this this guy is too adult for me. I don't understand him. Like, he's not funny or whatever. But, like, now looking at it, it's like he holds – the group together yeah. he is the brains of the operation and the actor who's playing him like says all the lines in a way that makes you believe he actually knows what he's saying whereas a lot of the other actors are like clearly just reciting things off paper yes. or something and they don't really know the meaning behind it but like stymie is an mvp i think i think um buckley and porky they like they are ruining everything i feel like they're a waste a waste of space right now because look I have to say when I was a kid I loved them I thought they were like the best and I loved all their little like one-liners and stuff but they're ruining everything they like can't call 911 they can't do the right note for Darla like he blows his nose in the note they fall in the water like it's like everything that they can can't go keep wrong. an eye on These the car kids, they move the race the, the race thing they like yeah. turn the thing everything they've done is like they are the problem 
See, and this I is feel like it's time we recognize that. <laughs> this is why they're my favorite. Like growing up, Porky and Buckwheat were my two favorites because the scene with it's the pickle scene, right? And like I've got a dollar, like that scene. Mm-hmm. And it's the scene with the fishing where if you haven't seen this movie in a while, it's basically like they're fishing off two opposite sides of a dock and their fish hooks connect and you see them mm-hmm. like kind of pulling each other. And then, of course, the dog comes up and like yanks Buckwheat up and Porky falls in the water. And like <laughs> they cracked me up the most as kids and especially the oh tay like mm-hmm. that like that is why again these movies when we were kids i feel like we talked about this in a lot of like the kids movies we've covered this is why children did not say words correctly when they were younger because otay i said otay mm-hmm. for the longest time and i'm blaming <laughs> this movie for it but like yeah. i i always loved porky and buckwheat but i think like i always had a soft spot for alfalfa like i thought he was like such a sweetheart he has the dimples like he just want he just loves love you know mm-hmm. he's just a lovable guy um and while spanky was the leader he was just mm. always trying to like ruin things like just let your man alfalfa get with his girl darla just let them be together you know i was shipping See- it Yeah, when I was a kid, though, I mean, now, yes, I would agree with that. But now, I mean, as a kid, I loved Spanky. And I was like, ew, gross. Like, Alfalfa and Darla, what is all this? Like, no, Spanky's right. He's not, he's betraying his club. Like, he needs to be with the men. Like, you know, which is ridiculous. Because, like, me as a little girl, like, would not be allowed in that club. Although, to be honest, when I was a kid, I thought that Buckwheat was a girl because of, the his hair. long hair and like I just didn't understand I just thought that they let a girl in the club and so I was like oh even cool. though it's like, the so woman here yeah I literally was like so I would be like a buckwheat like I'd be in the club like <laughs> it was the stupidest thing ever and now I'm like so embarrassed that I Melissa thought that gets allowed access into the club look at you <laughs> yeah, I would I would be part of it obviously so it's fine I think that it's a funny thing to bring up because like as all of us are women like we all watched this show as a kid and like none of us were offended we're like yeah no. like girls shouldn't be in that club you're right because we yeah. always thought like well the girls must have like a girls only club too um the girls sleepover was the best like time ever best crossover event of the century with mary I- and ashley oh my god when i was a kid i could not figure out if that was mary kate and ashley like i could not figure it out and i kept like being like <laughs> Mom, I think Mary-Kate and Ashley are in this movie. I don't know. And it's, like, very obvious that that's Mary-Kate and Ashley. And they, like, even called them out at the end as, like, a special, like, you know, appearance by. And I'm literally sitting there, like, rewinding it, being like, is this Mary-Kate and Ashley? I don't know. I can't figure it out. I don't know why I, like, thought this was so shocking that they'd be in this movie. But I was, like, so excited to see them in it. I thought it was, like, this little Easter egg that, like, only I knew about, which is you're like I got the special what was the Mary Kate and Ashley like a <laughs> club or whatever you're like only members of this club get to see Mary the Kate fun club Ashley, the fun club <laughs> in yeah little rascals it's very I, special it's like oh my god I can't <laughs> believe it I found this easter egg yeah no I don't know why I thought no one else saw that but yeah <laughs> that was very been, exciting should the little rascals had been in the movie bracket chess like did we miss an opportunity like is this a Mary Kate and Ashley movie I mean, I don't think they're in it enough for it to qualify. I don't think so you have say. a human woman haters club in a Mary Kate and Ashley film. Like they do on. say boogers and bugs. Yeah. That's like they're like one line like boys. Yeah. Ah. 
It's so good. I'm I'm with you, Melissa. Like I can quote so much of this film. I just think Mm -hmm. like when he's when he's singing, like you are so beautiful. Like I can sing the way he sings it. I know, me too. (laughs) Can't you see? You're everything I hoped for. Yeah, his voice (laughs) is so sweet. Like it's just, it's such a funny movie. And like I think as an adult now, I do appreciate some more of like the cinematography style of stuff they do. So like whenever the kids are running. They always fast forward it so they're running mm-hmm. like super quickly. Um, like all the gags that are originally from like the short films from like the 20s, 30s, and 40s with like you know, um, Spanky on the fireman hose and it like flies around. And like I was mm-hmm. talking before about like the fishing pole bit, like I just think those hold up in a way like I think they're so funny still like you could probably show this film to a kid nowadays, Sarah. Like, I don't know, you have a nephew, like, would your nephew find this movie funny? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it holds up. It's funny. I mean, yeah. should I get the the scoop? Yeah. Ask, should ask I see what an eight year old thinks? Of, yes. Uh, I feel like let's that's the perfect see. Age for this movie, to be honest, I feel like it yeah. works. Yeah, but yeah, like it's a good one. There's so many. Like, I think that every character kind of like because it is. There's so many kids in this movie, but all of them have like very distinct personalities and like very distinct differences between them, right? So you have Froggy, whose voice mm-hmm. is just like, is that the kid's real voice? No, that's okay. e- that's the voice of E.G. Daly, who does Tommy Pickles' voice. Oh, oh my gosh, she must have had a lot of tea on the day she had to record. Because I know his voice is so crazy. Like Dennis has never seen the movie or maybe he saw it like once when he was a kid and he came in the room while I was watching it and then all of a sudden Froggy started talking and he was like whoa what like he was like so shocked I was like Wait, okay so are you saying that they dubbed mm-hmm. his yes, voice that's not yeah. a little boy's voice no well, they, they dubbed his voice if you hear him talk like he just talks like a normal little kid and then like if you watch um some of the behind the scenes stuff like you can see him like filming a line of his or whatever with his normal voice. And then like, it sounds nothing like it does in the movie. So it's not, I never knew that. I never knew that. Why did they do that? That is such a weird choice. There was a character froggy from like the original, like, right. I bet it's from the original. It's probably why they did it. Yeah, because he's like obviously he's very distinct. You have Stymie, who's like a bald kid with like this bowler hat, I think they're called, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Yeah. And I love like I think you're right, Melissa, about, like, Stymie being underrated because, like, his eye roll game is, like, on point. He just, mm-hmm. like, can't with so many of them. Um, I loved him. And then, of course, you have, like, Spanky who has – I don't even know what those hats are called. Like, the tricolor circular hat. It's, like, a strange sort of, like, almost yarmulke, but it's not one. I don't know. Like, it's just and normally weird it's little, like – propeller on it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a hat that must have been, like – a. A big deal maybe back then but literally is nowhere to be found now so everyone's very confused by it yeah but yeah there's so many i want to say there's so many like memorable moments in this movie i feel like it, it from scene to scene to scene like it's like memorable scenes like it's not just like there's no filler i feel like it's like yes. constantly like you go from like you know him singing in the in the boat and then it's like the 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 like picnic in the clubhouse yes. scene, which is 
very famous. And then you've got, you know, the the race and or him singing in the talent show with the bubbles. And then you have like the ballet dancing. And like there's just so many different memorable yeah. scenes, one right after the other. It kind of just like it, it kind of seems like a lot, but it keeps I mean, at least for like a kid, it keeps you totally entertained the whole time. And even like as an adult, it kept me entertained. Yeah. So I would it's say great. Like- this so the runtime of this movie is 82 minutes so an hour and 22 minutes and like as someone who complains often about movies feeling not only being too long but feeling too long mm-hmm. I was not bored at all watching this movie and I've seen this movie so many times so you'd think mm-hmm. like I'd be like playing on my phone or like zoning out Mm-mm. locked in laser focused on this movie because every scene I'm just like oh my gosh I know what's about to come up like I know the frog is about to come up and he's gonna like put it in his <laughs> pants you know so like I don't know something about this movie is just like so endearing it's so cute it's just it makes me smile so much I like I fall in love with alfalfa like every single time I watch it I love his little like alfalfa hair in the back and mm-hmm. when it like springs up um Sarah as someone who is famously pro sassy from Homeward Bound is like Darla yeah. your thing because I feel like she gives off like a sassy vibe um I think back in the day yes but I have low tolerance for Darla this time around Interesting. <laughs> yeah low tolerance for her. yeah like <laughs> First of all, I think that Darla is a club runner. Um, I also she's think like a Yoko Ono. She mm-hmm. yeah, she's a Yoko Ono. I also <laughs> think that she's a fair weather girlfriend. She yes. switched to that little Macaulay Culkin lookalike real quickly. He looks mm-hmm. just like Macaulay Culkin, but he's not I mean, the same. But he's not. he's not. What is he in though? He's in full house. He was in Full House, like he played like Michelle's friend or something. Yeah, that's right. I feel like he's in other stuff too. Like, I don't know. He just, his face, and maybe it's just because he literally looks like Macaulay Culkin, but I'm like, <laughs> he has to have been in other things. But yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Sarah. No, I mean, like, the fact is, Darla is the head bitch in charge, and everybody falls in line. Like, like sincerely, she's the girl in charge. She gives off main character energy. Um, and I think, like, my issue is that, like, she really... Like, does she really have feelings for Alfalfa or is she just liking that somebody likes her? Mm-hmm. That's my or like going after whoever is, you know, doing well at the moment, you know, doing when well, Alfalfa is embarrassing she's, her, she's out of it. And when the other guy's being a jerk, she's out of it and back to Alfalfa when he's winning. Mm-hmm. Is she like a, like a, almost like a social climber or she's like just trying to get like the cutest guy in the block. She like, really just wants the attention, I think, right? Like, I think, I think, what is it? Justin Bieber said it right. It's like, she just wants attention. Like, she wants people <laughs> to pay attention to her. Is it Justin Bieber? I, do, I don't know what song you're referring to, but it I never thought. It literally just goes, like, she just wants attention. I've, okay, what? wait, hold on. We have to stop down. Were you a believer? No, but I'm pretty sure. Are you sure? I don't know many. Oh, it's Charlie Puth. See, I didn't even get the <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, never mind. Clearly not a believer. Okay, Clearly you're not, not a believer. Um, okay. But regardless, like I think that's what it is. She wants attention. She wants to be with whomever is going to like she mm-hmm. is her love language is gift giving. Like she wants all mm. the gifts, right? Like she thought Alfalfa getting her like flowers is very cute. She wanted to go on a romantic date with him. Like she even she even ate kitty litter and pretended it tasted good for Alfalfa. Like 
Ew. I'm just saying. Ew. Yeah. That wasn't sand. That was kitty litter. <laughs> <laughs> and he like closes his eyes while he's doing it yeah the um so the funny. grape juice the grape soda in the shoe is like so yeah. absolutely vile that's so gross it tastes like an old boot <laughs> actually it tastes like a sneaker. Old... yeah actually it's a sneaker <laughs> you did a good froggy vile i literally all night dennis is listening to me just like doing impressions after each line and he's like i can hear you in there like, <laughs> he didn't even want to help practice with you oh there he is uh, but uh yeah i know he should have practiced with me i could have really been something he <laughs> you guys could have like went back and forth with them i know he could have perfected my uh impressions and instead look at me now yeah. mediocre at best Medi- <laughs> it could always be better melissa it can always be better <laughs> it can always i be think improving. like one of the things that kind of like jumped off to me between darla and alfalfa and number one like this is totally not something that i thought about back in the day little darla uh the actress is Brittany ashton holmes or something like that mm-hmm. Five years old when this movie came Which is out. Crazy, like yeah, five years old. That is so she's young. Less than a month older than me. We share like a very close birthday oh. to one another. Bug Hall, who plays Alfalfa, was nine years old, and he is much what? older than and they're all like of kissing the other each kids. other. And yeah. I feel like I can't like not see that now yeah. when he's almost double her age mm-hmm. and that, like, I, like, that seems wrong and weird and I hate that you told me that <laughs> I'm sorry I like, I'm I like sorry. knew it I like knew it in my mind like oh he's older but I didn't I just know he like, was, like linky because I didn't know tall. if he was a tall kid that's what I wanted to find out yeah a nine-year-old kissing a five-year-old a five-year-old I wonder if the role is six I wonder He's... if they gave the role to Bug Hall. I mean, obviously he fits what they were looking for, but I also wonder if like, I mean, Alfalfa's like main character status, right? Like he probably has the most lines. He has to sing. Yeah. He has to do he has all to, that. Like, carry he the probably movie. wanted a kid that was like a little older. Because if you watch, I don't know if you watched all the way till the end of the film when I used to love watching the like bloopers at the oh end. Oh my God, I love that. And every five seconds, they'd be like, Brittany, stop looking at the camera. Brittany, yeah, Brittany, don't look, look at the camera. At the camera. <laughs> I, I was thinking like, Man, it must have been so hard to shoot this movie. Oh, like, yeah. talk about, I mean, it's a cast of all kids. And all the kids are basically, like, within the ages of, like, five to, like, I guess, what, nine or whatever. Yeah. Like, that. that's insane. Like, it's probably most of their first movies. Not only that, like, the, the other starring people or whatever, starring characters, are a dog and a monkey. Yeah. So, like, you <laughs> add on to that. Like, there's animals involved. It just seems right. impossible. So, yeah, exactly. You're right. Children, dog, monkey, mm-hmm. or A-list celebrities. That yeah, yeah right? That's, right. That's the A-list only celebrities who aren't even necessarily, movie. like, actors, like Donald Trump. Like, yeah. he's in right. it. Like, that's the thing is it's just, like, you just have people who, like, you have to, like – you basically don't have like any professional actors like, no. involved besides like Whoopi Goldberg or something. She's in, she's in it for like, like one second. second. Yeah. And like Mel Brooks, but still crazy. The cameos in this movie are so nonsensical because it's like Whoopi Goldberg and all she has is like one second and she's like, woo. Like she yeah. like cheers. Yeah. It's like, why is this a cameo in this yeah. film? I, think I was thinking just- about them filming it and being like, okay, so now you're just going to say like, woo. 
And it's like, she's just sitting there. Like, yeah. Woo. It's like, all right, great. You're done. Perfect. That's They're great. On That's it's 50K like, for you yeah. right yeah. there. It's so crazy. I wonder if it was just like the the writer or the director or somebody just had like ins with these people and they were like, hey, do you have like 10 minutes on Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Do you want to like make an appearance? Because I mean, like obviously the, the Donald Trump of it all like makes sense given that we know that um, Waldo, which of course his name is Waldo, like he's mm-hmm. like rich and you know what I mean? Like that's all he has. His character. Trait yeah, rich and rich. terrible. Yeah, he's rich and terrible. And of course, his father is Donald Trump. Um, but yeah, I, just, I, I wonder if they were just like, oh, are you missed free? that. You missed you that missed Donald dad? Trump. He like calls him at one point. I did point. not see that. I did not see that. He was in, at like, the, the end stands. when yeah, he's in the stands and his eyebrows are like very like brushed up. Oh. Did you notice that? It's very odd. Like caterpillar like. Yeah, so, it is. Yes. Yeah. Then we had like Whoopi Goldberg as Buck Buckwheat's mother. I think Mel Brooks was there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Reba McIntyre was AJ Ferguson. I thought Reba McIntyre did a great job in this. Like even though she just had like a few lines. Like when I was a kid, like I loved her after seeing this. I don't know for whatever reason i just thought she was like so nice and cool and she kisses him on the cheek and he's like how about leaving it up over here yeah <laughs> tell me why like i was a child fully watching the sh- tv sitcom reba it's like <laughs> i was like i love reba it's like a single mom who works too hard who loves her kids like, but I never can stops relate. Yeah, I can relate to Reba. <laughs> I can really relate to this. Oh, my God. Cheyenne, how are you pregnant? So young. It's like, yeah, Cheyenne, how are you pregnant? <laughs> Your parents are, like, confused. They're like, what's going on in there? Oh, um, God. But yeah, like, and then also, I don't know if you noticed that, like, Stymie's girlfriend is Raven Simone um, mm-hmm. in the film. Um, and funnily no, enough. No, I missed that, too. Even- Did I even watch this movie? <laughs> You're like, wait, what? What did we watch? To be fair, yeah, she's in it for like one second in the last scene when all the girls can come in the clubhouse. Yes, um, and then Petey himself, the dog, is actually famous as well because this dog, Petey, was in Homeward Bound too. So what? Chance? He was Chance. Was it all like I thought? Yeah, I was gonna say there's like three different dogs, and I have to say they kept like giving like upshots of the dog's like massive balls <laughs> and i was like it's like what like why do they keep showing this to me i don't want to see this like even one shot in particular they wanted to show like the wagging tail so they like showed like directly up the butt like and you see like, these giant balls like swinging i was like feeling so uncomfortable that i even like was watching it like it was just so bad like why the funny thing was like use like- a girl dog for that one scene or, like, get a dog that's, like, neutered. I don't know. Just well, I crazy. watched this movie with my husband who had – I don't think he'd ever seen it. If he had, he, like, had never watched it fully. And every time the dog's lost, he'd be like, whoa. Yeah. It's so yeah. aggressive with the amount. It really is. It reminds me of Sarah when we watched Sandlot. And there's, like, a big yeah. dog in that one. And they have a lot yeah. of, like, slow-mo dog jumping scenes. Oh, and no. that dog had huge balls, too. It's like, also, get a fluffy dog. Because fluffy dogs, like, you can't you see can't them. You can't tell. Easily. Yeah, you don't know. But, in yeah. the 90s, we were all about dog Let- balls. <laughs> yeah, we were, that's all it was about. All natural I dogs. Yeah. I, and he kind of looks like he should be like 
the target dog with his eye markings, which yeah. I think are fraudulent. They just have gonna, to, right? Just gonna oh, put for that sure. Because if he's for sure. down too, I'm pretty sure Chance doesn't have that marking. So Also, I noticed that like one of the PD actor dogs is like all like banged up and bruised. He had like little like cuts on his arm, like little like I was like, what the heck is going on here? And they like zoomed in on his arm when he like rang the doorbell. And there was like a oh, little yeah. like scabby mark on it. And I was like, Oh my God, this poor dog. And the rest of them didn't have it. So sometimes PD is banged up and then that's how you, that's how you spot the difference in the dogs. That's how, you know, they've poor switched PD. out the actor or PD. That's really yeah. rough. Mm-hmm. Um, also, one other thing I noticed, Sarah, I don't know if you noticed this, but definitely not. I didn't even watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like apparently, um, I don't, I don't know. It's Butch. So the two bad kids, right? There's mm. Butch and I don't know Woim. I have no idea Woim. his kid's name. Yeah, Woim. Um, Woim. So the kid who plays Butch, uh, excellent evil acting, I think. Mm. Um, yes. Sam Saleta. I don't know if you recognized him, Sarah, from one of the movies we covered in Mary Kate and Ashley Month. Hmm. Do you recognize him? I'll say his hair is a lot darker in this film than it is in the movie we watched. I don't. Know Goodness you know. golly, I really can't say. Is it Billboard Dad? It is he is the Billboard Dad? It's he the is it's the brother with yeah, like all okay. the piercings and stuff with this. He's is he really? Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. He did a good job in this movie. Like very good bully acting. Like and very good facial expressions of being like foiled and like annoyed. Yeah. And, you know, they really captured accurately, I think, like the bully look. They got him and Woim with the like red mullet and it was, like, uh, shocking. Like it looked like he got like, like electrocuted or something. Yep. With like his straight hair. up, straight up. So I thought they did a good job with that one, with that casting and the two of them. They yeah. were very, a lot of chemistry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what, like, what do you think? Do you think do you think that they were just like mean kids that just want to like torment these little kids? Like, do you think that they wanted in on the club? I thought about this too. I thought like they were excluded from the club and that it mm-hmm. upset them. Because like why else would they have such a thing against Spanky and the crew? Like you think there's like 10 or 15 of the He-Man woman haters. They can't take mm-hmm. on these two kids. They're not mm-hmm. like they're that much older or bigger than them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're jealous. I feel like they are 10 to Spanky's six. Like they're not, they're older, but not maybe 11, maybe 12. Like, I don't know. I Yeah. I'm very bad at determining kids ages. Apparently. I, yeah. I don't really know at all. That's why you have to, my classification system is small, medium, and large. I and think that all makes all these kids are in the small category. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. These guys are all medium. small. They're all small. And yeah. that's really, that's really the important thing is exactly. they're small. But mm-hmm. I would say, like, if I had to choose, like, LVPs of this movie, I got to say, Marianne and Jane, which are Darla's friends, mm. doing nothing for me. Doing Especially nothing. Jane, the one with the curly hair. You could tell she's just reading, the like, someone's feeding her a line and she's saying it a second later. Not very good. I'm sorry um, to offend but, you, you. know, and, your name is. and they gave them, like, the one of the best lines in the whole movie. He, he's smoother than a baby's bottom. I say that all the time, and, uh, and you know, smells better too. And he smells better too. <laughs> they just like giggle into each other the whole time. It's like, Carla, <laughs> you can do better than this. Yeah, you need to find some better friends. They need better. Si- she needs a better squad, like a better, better mm-hmm. group of sidekicks. Because they're, mm-hmm. they, you know what? 
replace Marianne and Jane with Mary Kate and Ashley. Yes, a billion oh, that would be better great. already. But Darla probably doesn't want to be upstaged. This is the this is the true manipulative nature of Darla. Is she's like, mm-hmm. no, I need to get my some friends who are like not as cool as me because I don't want them mm-hmm. to upstage me. And Mary Kate and Ashley, first of all, they have the twin thing going for them. They're also very yeah. cute. They would upstage her immediately. I think. Yeah, she she wouldn't have that. That's why she had, they they just sit Sam behind her and they kind of like giggle and titter in her ear and you know that's that's the most she wants really out of a friend. Yeah, it's true. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, the other the other little kid that we haven't mentioned yet who does crack me up just in his simplicity is uh huh because all uh, <laughs> his uh-huh. end monologue is something my family quotes all the time. We literally just like say that to each other. Oh, actually, I've always had a rather extensive vocabulary, not to mention a phenomenal grasp of grammar and a superlative command of syntax. I simply chose not to employ them. <laughs> we say that to each other too often in like no context. I was going to say, I love just... how, what, thinking of the context in which that would come <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, it's just like whenever we're like talking about like uh, knowing a big word or like that someone's being smart or something like that, like we'll just say it and uh <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's stayed in our family for too long. There's like a lot of lines from this movie that have stayed in our family for way too long. Like, and like, how do you plead like this? Please, oh, please have mercy, please. Mm, pretty good pleading. It's so good. Everything that buckwheat says, I love the um the nine one one situation where it's buck. They send buckwheat and Porky to go. Call oh my god, nine one one. The He's worst like, people to send. What's the number for nine one one? How am I supposed to? Know? <laughs> and they're just like, mm? and then they leave the phone just like dangling off the hook right in As front of the fire station. station. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. Of, I think one of the ones that I use the most is just like, dear Darla, I hate your stinking <laughs> oh, yeah. guts. You make me vomit. You mm-hmm. scum beneath between my toes. Love alfalfa. <laughs> it's so good. And like, do, so what happened was is that this past season on Big Brother, like Tiffany said that in like to the camera or something uh-huh. like that. I don't remember exactly the context, but everybody online was like. That's so funny. How did you think that up? Like, oh my God, so original. And it's like, <laughs> no one else knows she was like quoting little rascals. Are we all like, what's going on here? And I felt like I must have like been living in crazy town or something where like I was the only one who had ever heard of this movie or something. And it was like, what the heck? Apparently not a lot of people have seen this movie. I'm I'm shocked. It's a travesty. It's how I felt about Now and Then. Like I, I'm putting them on different levels. I think Now and Then is like a wonderful like coming of age teen kind of preteen adolescent film this is a perfect children's comedy mm-hmm. and I don't feel like enough people talk about this Sarah maybe you're I mean you're the one who like hasn't seen it as many times right do you feel like this holds up for children yeah no I really do think so I thought that it was really cute I thought that there was a lot of fun parts in it it's kind of funny that um, it. So we're saying that it used to be short in the olden days, like the 20s, right? Thirties and forties. There were different short films that, yeah. like different segments of this movie. Yeah, it invented. was like they were called Our Gang. Oh, mm-hmm. um. So I feel like this movie kind of plays like I'm swiping through TikTok as the children do, and there's different like segments. Right? Like we we swipe yeah. through it and then we see this little segment of them on the docks and then we swipe again and then we're on a date. Um, mm-hmm. and then we swipe again and we're in ballet and I swipe again and we're at a talent show. So I kind of feel like 
it for the modern viewers that have an attention span of one minute um mm -hmm. to three minutes i think that this is a really good movie in that regard because you're yeah. always like moving and going and they're always doing something so it's kind of it speaks to what you were saying earlier jess that like you weren't bored in this movie at all it's because this movie doesn't allow you to get bored because we just keep going and going and yeah. just think just as when you think you're like okay like i'm kind of like over this thing we're we're totally somewhere else we're having a, mm -hmm. a drag car race like we're going <laughs> full speed yeah. ahead yep that's so true yeah. like it has such and i think that it it benefits from having those shorts to pull from right because they're like classic hijinks right like mm -hmm. you have yeah. the two kids sitting on each other's soldiers with or so, uh, shoulders with beards going into a yes bank. like yes oh my god when they say if we were your kids, we'd punish ourselves. I love that part. It's so funny. The and I just think it's so them... funny. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, the banker gave them, like, a good, like, five minutes of his time before he was like, this is BS. Yeah. Thank you, my good man. <laughs> they just, like, every time. And then the two guys come in who look exactly like them. Yeah, it's so, so good. But I think you're so right, Sarah, about like you can't get bored in this film just because there's so many funny gags that just go and go and go. And yet it somehow manages to also have like a coherent story yeah coherent arc of like okay we know there's going to be a race we know there's like alfalfa loves starla but he can't be with her because he has to hate women like it's mm -hmm. a whole thing um and i love like let's be honest the storyline holds up we're like okay mm -hmm. the men hate them and then they include them in the end like a oh yeah thing too. a full circle mm -hmm. moment and we have a star mm -hmm. moment where darla i the thing i still to this day don't understand is how darla convinced Waldo to get out of the car and let her drive and leave him on the side of the road. Oh, I love that ending where like it turns out it's Darla and, and like Spanky's yeah. like, oh, this this guy saved our, our skins or whatever he says. And then like literally they think and I thought that like it was the guy. And, I, and when I was a kid, I was like, wow, this is this is crazy. Like he he's turned over a new leaf and now he's this nice guy and he wants to help them. And it turns out it's Darla, which, you know, I, you know, I, I do have to say, like, there's an element of, like, suspended disbelief or whatever where it's like, oh, she all of a sudden knows how to drive this thing and she, like, knows how to, like, pull out the, like, fire, like, extinguisher and use that and, like, all these various things. Uh, you know, I don't know about that. And I also don't know about, like, he says, get out of the car and then somehow she's able to – I mean, she is Darla. Maybe she just, like, boots him out and is like, absolutely not. But – I, I don't know. It, it, you have to kind of go along for the ride, but uh, I, it is a great, a great ending to have Darla save the day. Yeah, I love it. I just I think, think that Darla just stopped the car and then punched him out. <laughs> like you know, that's what she did. She's like, get out of the car, and then she like bullied him a little. Yeah, I could yeah. see her like bullying him into submission because she has mm. an attitude. Like we saw her crush that can when uh, yeah. Buckley and Porky <laughs> delivered so the bad good. message from Alfalfa. She's mm -hmm. pissed, and she's not mm -hmm. afraid to let someone know it. The future is a hefty responsibility, and not one that we take lightly. But then, taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. 
Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. I think that it's time to discuss that I thought that it was fully justified for the club to kick Alfalfa out after burning down <laughs> the clubhouse because he was not even supposed to bring the girl into the clubhouse mm-hmm. and you have to respect it. Like yeah. you don't it he those doesn't the own the clubhouse and those are the rules, you know. He the Darla was not supposed to be in the yeah. clubhouse. That's number one. Number two, he lied to them. He said they had a dentist appointment. And number three, then he burns down the club and it cost mm-hmm. them $450 to buy the lumber. And I'll tell you what, lumber is really hard to come by these days. And mm-hmm. we have a supply chain issue. So I think it was perfectly justified that they kicked Alfalfa out of the club. And I don't feel like, you know, Spanky should have gone slack for that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I have to agree with that. As much as, you know, we like our Alfalfa and all that sort of thing. Uh, you know, he shouldn't have done that. And I, I think Darla was trying to, you know, I think she was trying to get him in trouble by having him take her to the clubhouse because she knew that he wasn't supposed to. She knew he couldn't refuse her. And, you know, she she was going to cause trouble. And, and also, like, I kind of think that when he closed up the – so he blows out the two the two candles, tries to blow out the third. It doesn't blow out. She's staring at him. We see this because it cuts to Darla. She's staring at him do this. She's not looking away. She's not whatever. She watches him try to blow out the candles. Doesn't blow out the third. He closes the thing up. She doesn't say a word. Oh, she did this on purpose. Doesn't, you know, doesn't stop. Doesn't say, hey, you missed one or anything like that. And I think that, I think that it might have been yeah. intentional. And you know what? If I'm Darla, I'm also pissed anyway because – you know what? Show me off. Don't hide right. me away like a bad habit. Right. Show me to the world. And the fact that he has to sneak because she thinks her him bringing her to the clubhouse is like he feels proud to be with her now. Mm-hmm. But instead, no, he's trying to get away with it being sneaky. And when he realizes that the rest of his group is going to find out she's here, he freaks out. I'd be I wouldn't say a word either. I'd be like, you're going to burn down your whole building and you deserve it because you didn't want to show me off. You know, mm-hmm. Darla really isn't a bad person I don't think like yes she wants presence and like she wants attention but like I wouldn't want to be someone's you know secret affair Mm -hmm. you know yeah no way where all the friends are saying like I don't want like don't you're not allowed to be with that person and they're like yeah "Yeah, no I'm not but really they are no way don't like that at all don't like that at all no me neither also Darla's dress got to bring that up in the uh, talent show her little red little red number it's (laughs) just so funny Also, like, literally, it's a duet in the talent show, but Darla does nothing. She just, like, walks around the stage in her little dress and then just says that, take my heart, but please don't break it. It's like, that's the one thing she says. And then the rest of the time, it's literally Waldo carrying the show. (laughs) He's just performing his heart out, and she's just kind of, like, walking around after him looking uncomfortable. I it's you know I, I don't know I don't know what kind of duet that is but uh I think Waldo 
the vibe I got from Waldo is like he really wanted to get all the attention. So he's probably like, okay, we're going to do this duet. You just like shimmy, shimmy, mm-hmm. shimmy. Yeah, you look good. Last line at the end and that's it. You're good. Yep. I could see that for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, By the way, this movie, like now watching it now, I also feel like I picked up on a lot of like jokes that I did not get when I was a kid. Yeah. Like I think the line where – uh, Alfalfa is telling Waldo, like, the two of us are going to be performing a duet in the talent show together. And then Waldo's like, how redundant. And then Alfalfa's like, thank you. I, I literally <laughs> never understood. I didn't know what redundant was when yeah. I was a kid. So I was just like, I thought it was just some like insult or, or some like nice thing to say. I, I really didn't know what it what he was saying. And I just like kind of went along with it. Now I'm like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Or like the it's line smart. when like, they're in the, um, they're they're drinking the wine or, or the grape juice and then he's like must have been a bad year yeah. like that's a funny line but i never got it before i thought it was just like a bad soda or something yeah. like, i just didn't understand but uh yeah so lines like that i thought it was pretty good yeah uh same with me when like uh stymie makes them repeat the whole like pledge for the club mm. he's like i stymie and everyone goes i stymie yeah <laughs> he's just like classic eye roll is so good it's so good. <laughs> also, apparently, like, um, they were saying in, like, the reunion, they did, like, a reunion, uh, I guess it was a few, few years ago now, maybe maybe longer. I don't know how long ago. It was, it was years ago. But I think it was, like, 2014 or something like that. But, um, like, the kid who played Spanky was explaining that, like, in that scene when Stymie says, like, the big long one and then, and then it, it, everyone else is supposed to say it and then Spanky goes, like, <gasps> And then doesn't say anything like it's because he actually like forgot the line and <laughs> didn't know what to say. And so he just goes <gasps> and then just like stands there with like a blank face until someone else starts saying it. And then he kind of starts following along. But like really, <laughs> he was supposed to like start saying it right away. And uh, he just said he totally blanked and did not remember what, what the line was. It's impressive that they even remember the filming of that. Like I don't remember anything from when I was five. Like, are you <laughs> kidding? I know, right? I mean, I'm sure it's because like. Probably it was like the biggest thing they had ever done, like at yeah. that point. So, like, I guess like that would that would certainly make me remember it, or at least maybe. But yeah. you know, it is yeah. kind of wild that they like still have memories of it from well, like after all this time. None of these child actors really went off and became something, and that kind of leads me to my big question, Melissa. Out of all of these D-list celebrities, who is the most likely to be on Celebrity Big Brother? <laughs> I would probably say, I, oh, God. I would say they'd probably, like, invite – oh, that's a tough question. I was going to say Bug Hall because he did do other stuff after that. So I feel like he would be most likely to be, like, invited because he did get a clue with Lindsay Lohan on the Disney Channel. Oh. And, um, so, like, I could see him being asked. But also, the guy who played Waldo – um he was recently on like a show on like Bravo where they watch other shows or they watch like Bravo shows and then they like comment on it as they're watching it. It's like him and his boyfriend or something. And they're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like he was in that. And so like, like I think maybe he might do some, do something like celebrity. I don't know if he would be asked though, but like he apparently is the type to do like reality TV. So like maybe him, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he did that recently, and and it was kind of wild to see him, like, 
as an adult, like doing something. And he is, he still looks so similar to the way he did as a kid. And like, he kind of like wears his hair the same still. So like, it's very uncanny Valley type thing. Cause you're like looking at him and you're like, this is a young child Waldo, but it's not, he's an adult. And so, yeah. But it's not. Yeah. The, um, he, it's called the people's couch. I remember that show. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they show- watch like Bravo shows, right? Yeah. Is- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a show where people watch shows and like comment on it. Oh, Quite that's like-, like the um, they have like ninety day, 90 day fiance, fiance. Mm-hmm. yeah, pillow talk, right? Yeah. yeah it's like a similar yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like podcasting, but not quite. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it is kind of like podcasting, but I guess like you're like watching it in the moment, like live, and, like, like like Twitch commentating. Type oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Interesting. yeah I- I think uh, uh, Darla could be a good Big Brother contestant. Mm, I could yeah. see that. I could see her coming on and being like, do you remember me? <laughs> I Darla I'm Darla. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. Yeah, that would be fun. I could. I would love to see any of these people come back and do something, honestly. Like, I'd watch it. I think that, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. They had, like, so much charisma back then that it's certainly possible that they could have maintained it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be a little yeah, did you guys to not see them, you know, with mullets and crazy haircuts. But... <laughs> yeah. Did you guys watch the um little, like, it's just, like, a few minutes long. It's, like, the reunion video on, um, like, do you remember, like, for a while, like, on Facebook, this company, like, 22 Vision or something was, like, bringing mm. together, like, past shows and things and like having them get together and like take photos of like them in their costumes at the time or like like recreations of their costumes um they did that for little rascals and i remember it coming out at the time and i was just like oh my god this is so exciting yeah i remember Um, the article and i remember the picture and i remember the old picture in comparison to the new right and you could like they literally like photoshopped them all into that same like pose where they all so cool yeah it was really cool to kind of see how like everybody's changed we're so not changed. I'm looking, I'm looking at them now. Like, yeah, I feel like uh, Darla has changed the most, but maybe it's mo- mostly because like her hair is so different. Her hair, yeah. Like it's such a like light blonde that she looks so different. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think Bug Hall looks like pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah, it's very much the same. Yeah, he definitely um, aged well. I will say. Yeah, he is a good looking man, but um. But yeah, I mean, I feel like you can tell when you look at the, like, I don't think any of them, well, I would say, I don't think I'd be able to recognize Buckwheat. If I saw, if I saw Buckwheat, I'd be like, I don't, I don't know. But I think that's because like the hair is so different Mm -hmm. and like, um, I think he has like facial hair. So I feel like I I wouldn't recognize him. I don't know if I'd recognize Porky. I feel like he looks very different. He does look very different. I feel like he looks like this is going to sound strange, but I feel like when he was a kid, he just looked like a generic white five-year-old kid. Like, I feel like he could (laughs) be any kid. Totally. Totally. You know? Yeah. No, no distinguishing features. Yeah. Yeah. Just like could grow up to be anything. (laughs) Does he still have it? Well, he did back then. Oh, he did. Yeah. In in the new photos because he's wearing a hat, but me. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to recognize Froggy, that's for sure, without, like, the glasses and Oh, the yeah, true. Like, yeah, but I think that's also – yeah, it's, like, also, like, they purposely, like, had him look that way. And so, like, yeah, yeah. it's hard to to see them without it. I can't Spanky. believe he didn't even do his own lines. I feel like my life is totally different now. <laughs> like, I hate this. No, yeah, yeah. 
did this not. This is not the online. world that I meant to live in. <laughs> I know it's devastating. Stymie yeah, looks bad. the same. Yeah, Stymie looks the same. Uh, we are like uh, six degrees of separation from Stymie, Melissa. Wait, we, why? Um, what? We just heard. We just spoke to Asia yesterday, and she went to school and church with Kevin Jamal Woods, who plays what? Stymie. Isn't that she serious? knows him. Yeah. Oh my god. So and she says that he's the nicest guy ever. Oh and he's God. always been very friendly. Isn't that cool? That, that I mean, that tracks. That makes sense. He seems like a really nice, friendly guy. Um, I hope that like if she ever gets him to listen to this, that he knows that he's that was we said this before we knew we at risk. I said it before I knew we had a connection. He's the yeah. MVP. Yeah. Like the unsung hero of the movie. I think that. Like, best child actor, best child actor. Yeah, does yeah. not get enough credit. Because, best hat. Just because, like, he doesn't have like the like the hilarity, I guess, that the other characters have, like the funny moments, like the goofiness. Like mm-hmm. he keeps it on track. Yeah. He keeps the he movie does. going. He keeps the club running. And yeah, you you got to give him credit for that. Yeah, yeah, because true. Like you think at first glance, you're like, oh, Spanky, like he's the leader, like he's in charge. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. He's trying to ruin things for Alfalfa. He can't like get mm-hmm. his own head out of his butt. He keeps getting in his own way, trying yep. to like he's too focused on Alfalfa and his relationship with Darla, whereas Stymie is the one who's like, all right, everybody, let's get it all together. You know, keep yeah, it. Yeah, like we together. actually yeah. need to keep this club running. I think him and Froggy both kind of have that mm-hmm. role. But yeah, no, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely wild. Um, <laughs> any other thoughts on on Little Rascals? I I love this movie. I would watch it again. Like, that's the thing. Like, I could watch mm-hmm. this movie a million times, still be entertained by it. I I told now that you say that, Sarah, about like the TikTok of it all, I could totally see myself being like, you know what? I need to pick me up. I'm gonna watch the scene from Little Rascals where they're on the dock and like, you know, they hook each other's fishing poles. You know what I mean? Like pick out a specific mm-hmm. scene and wanna watch it for that moment because it's just so joyful. Oh, she's gone. It's like little vignettes. It's like that. That's the cool thing about it. I think is like, I I think she was right in in her assessment of like it being little snippets. Mm-hmm. But like overall, I think it does still tell a really cohesive story, yeah. and you still feel invested in it because I feel like there are some like kids movies or movies or whatever where there are just little scenes, and you don't really feel like you're invested in the overall story. Like. I was absolutely invested in the race at the end. I wanted them to win for sure and trying to like rebuild their clubhouse and, you know, everything like that. And there's just so many good famous scenes. And I feel like we haven't talked enough about the whole like um, sleepover scene because that is yes. so good. Because it's very much, it reminds me of Greece. Like the mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. The guys are doing their own thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, and of course. They have- ah. <laughs> yes. It's so um, good. And I think I'm trying to remember who has the line of it's Yeah. Because they're going back and forth about like what they hate. Um, and, uh, I'm trying to remember who has the line on the boys. That's really funny. Oh, I think it's Froggy. Who's just like, they just want to braid their hair. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just so random. It's like, oh, really? Okay. That's what you hate is we want to braid our hair. Yeah, it's everything. It's like, they want to hold your hand. Like, just- <laughs> <laughs> I love, you know what else I love is I love, like, I feel like, so the girl that we like kind of critiqued earlier with the curly hair, um, she's not good throughout the movie. But in this one part, I thought That's she did a good yeah. job when she says bungee jumping and she's like <laughs> shuddering. <laughs> yes. 
what is wrong with bungee jumping? Yes, bungee jumping. Bungee jumping. Why are you so disgusted by this? Like, why is this such a problem? Like, is it is bungee jumping like that much in your life that like it just is so much so often comes up in your life that you just hate it that you have to bring it up. Yeah, this is so funny. They do capture just like the the childhood like wonder but also the fear right because like both of them are like they're the guys are camping in like the old mm-hmm. clubhouse and the girls are like having a sleepover but there's a thunderstorm and like lightning and everyone's yep. screaming and running around and it's like yeah I remember those days like now obviously oh totally when there's like lightning and thunder but like that no where you like deal. yeah and you're like together with your friends and you're kind of like either like purposefully kind of like scaring each other or like egging each other on and like like especially like a sleepover situation it's like if if you hear something it's like wait I heard something what was that like trying to like get everyone worked up in a kind of a frenzy and then people are like running around the bed and like you know going crazy and screaming and like it's just such a like a fun like it's a fun thing that you like can't really recreate ever like I feel like you can kind of go to like a haunted house or like whatever yeah. but it's but not it's not the same it eventually yeah you you same. totally grow out of it yeah. and it's just like you're never going to recapture that and I feel like a lot of the movie like also like is very nostalgic in that way where it's like man like these these like friends of yours like and 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 also like the idea that that you can really do anything when you're a kid like the I just remember watching it and it's like, man, they have this really awesome like clubhouse that they built themselves. And like, yeah. then they have like this, this circus tent thing that they've like just all set up themselves. And then they've got their, you know, they build they the built car the thing. Like that was so, imp- I don't know where mm-hmm. they got the original blur, like that gets stolen, but like, right. the fact that they're able to like build a whole new car with like a birdcage, things from a washing machine. Right. That, like when they put it on spin and the whole car just spins I know. Around. And it just shoots forward. Yeah. I honestly like it just it it really inspired me as a kid. I mean, I didn't end up doing anything, mm-hmm. but like it really did inspire me at, to like think about doing something. Yeah, I think um, like, at that stage in your life, right? When you're in the like five to ten range, probably maybe even like three to 10 range you have I feel like your imagination is like at the peak right like where mm-hmm. you're just like I could do this right like I right. used to walk around I don't know if you like ever watched the movie Harriet the Spy but like, oh yeah I used to walk around with like a composition notebook and be like mm-hmm. Harriet the Spy and like take notes I about like nonsense. <laughs> like my mom would be like making dinner I'm like mom's making pasta like, it's, like <laughs> and you think that you're doing something yeah. like you think like and and I that's like something that I certainly like miss about like being a kid is like the imagination of it all. Like just, just like feeling like creative and like thinking that like, you know, being able to like, I used to be able to like play pretend and just like actually see everything. Like I felt like I, I, and there's a moment in your life where like, I I know we're getting a little like out there now, but like there is like a moment in your life where like, so so you'll, you'll like be playing with like Barbies or whatever for like your whole life. And you're like, like, you can imagine it, you can picture it, everything feels real to you. Yeah. And you're like talking with the Barbies together. And then you hit a point in your life where like, it just stops. And you yeah. like have the Barbies talk to each other. And you're like, this feels weird. Like yeah. you get that like weird, like, sense where you're like, 
I don't know. Like you feel self-conscious. You're like, yeah. I'm having these Barbies talk to each other. And like, I am telling them to say it. Just, it just like, for whatever reason, it all just like kind of falls apart. And yeah. you're just like, I feel weird about this now. And yeah. you can never gain it back. It's or at least that was my experience. Creeps in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's when the insecurity creeps in that you're like this imagination, this like make believe isn't cool anymore. Right. It's right. You think that you're being like judged for it. Yeah. And you can be completely alone and like still get that sense where you're just like, this, this, this isn't more like this feels weird now. Like it doesn't feel like happy anymore. And, and it like totally sucks. And I just remember like, I, it's weird because I can pinpoint like a specific time that I like played with Barbies. And it was like the last time I played with Barbies because it was like, I, I just felt like, this is yeah I was like yeah it was just like and I wasn't too old I don't think I was too old for I mean maybe I was who knows but like I don't think I was too old for it I think it just like it just banished the ability to just like absolutely be like in the moment with these Barbies like talking to each other and like feeling like you're part I don't know it just Mm -hmm. it just disappears and it's so sad yeah Yeah. I remember this time where like um I was I think I I was in middle school maybe and me and my friend like still wanted to play with her Barbies and it was like a big secret. Like we were like, we are not allowed to tell anyone that we played with these Barbies today. Like, these Barbies, like what happened here stays here. Yeah. I did that too in middle school with someone. Too embarrassing. But yeah. it was hard to let go. And like they like, especially like I remember like um I, I talk about the I think it's called like new generation Barbies, where like they were like cool and artsy, and there was mm-hmm. like one called mm-hmm. like Tori and she like skateboarded and had crimped hair and she had a tragus piercing and that's the reason why I wanted a tragus piercing. Oh my god! And like she was just like the coolest thing in the world. And by the way, I got. Oh no! I think no. I, I want to know I what have. the by the way is. Oh so, god! Wait, 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 wait! You have to go back. You yeah, said back a we bit. miss you. You you froze and you said by the way and I was oh. like right at the moment you were gonna oh. say something. That's the crux of the story. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, I still have that tragus piercing and it's the only non-lobe piercing that I have and it's inspired by Tori, the like new generation oh Barbie. The, the like adolescent Barbies were always my favorite. Like mm-hmm. I preferred the like like you're a skipper? skipper bitch. Yeah, skipper. no, you're embarrassing. Get out of here. I was a skipper and Becky bitch. Those were <laughs> my two. Becky. And skipper, yeah, that's hilarious. Like, the golden retriever one. I had like the was it a Barbie? Was it a Barbie dream boat? The one that could go and like supposedly go in your tub, but this thing was like massive, and there's no chance like it even had its own pool on the yacht. Do you remember? Oh that my one? god, you had a Barbie yacht. It was like a Barbie. I'll have to look it up because it had like a, a hot tub in the back and you could fill it with water or it was a pool. I can't remember. And you'd fill it with water and the boat itself like could theoretically go in the tub. But like there's no way. But you I couldn't like move it around. No, it unless so you had like big. a jacuzzi. Like it was not <laughs> going in your tub. Oh my God. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. But Barbies were like a legit. Oh my God. We My, my dad built me a dollhouse and they still have it at my parents' house. In fact, my cousin's daughter was playing with it last time. We had like a family party. It was kind of funny to watch like the next generation. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God. Barbies. Yeah, I, I have like all of my Barbies still like at my in my parents like basement. Stop. Like I well, because I keep telling myself I mean, maybe it's like I, stupid or whatever. But I'm like, well, I'll give these to my kids and they can play with them. And it's like 
probably by that point, the kids will want like all like the new Barbies. But like, I'm yeah. always like, but I don't want to like, I think partly it's like, I just don't want to get rid of them myself. Like I just like feel like connected to them. Like they just had such good memories for me, but yeah. it's just like, it's just so sad to like lose that sort of, I don't know, like childhood wonder yeah, in a way. That's what it is. Yeah. And yeah. like, and even like speaking of like, the whole clubhouse thing. Like I know you were saying that you wanted a clubhouse. Like I desperately wanted a clubhouse, but like, I didn't know how to build one, but I was like, I'm going to build it myself. Mm -hmm. And so I like, I literally like went and grabbed like blocks of wood in my, from my parents' garage. I just like scrapped the wood, whatever I could find, brought it out to a tree. Like I didn't have any experience. I didn't know what I was doing. And I like was going to start like, just like I was like, this is the first step is get the lumber. And now I'm going to like start nailing it and like do whatever. <laughs> I didn't like had no idea what I was doing. And I was like, well, first step is I have to be able to get up into the tree. So I tied like a rope, um, like a, a rope, like step ladder thing that I like made up to the tree. And that is as far as I got in making the treehouse because I was like, well, once I'm up there, I was like, I got up there and I was like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. Now was, what? There we go. That rope stayed up there for like years and uh, but no, no treehouse was ever built. But, you know, I had ambition. How about like even like a pillow fort? Like the pillow mm -hmm. forts were always the best as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, All we the were good big memories. on pillow blanket forts. Definitely. Like that was a thing. It was like actually the biggest thing, the biggest memory for me, and this went on until, gosh, like had to be up until I was in middle school, maybe even high school. We had a an air hockey table and me and my friends, whenever I had sleepovers, we always wanted to sleep underneath it. I don't know why that was a thing we did, but it was. This was like a big deal to like sleep underneath the air hockey table. I don't know why it felt like camping. I don't know what it was, but that's where we slept. Very strange, but that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever watch the sleepover episode of Pen15? Yes. That I felt so accurately captured like what happens at like middle school sleepovers where yes. it's like everyone like will just like gang up on one person or like everyone yep. will just like there there's just always something like it just is so bad. I just feel like you you go into it thinking like this is going to be the best sleepover ever and then like as the night progresses it just gets like it devolves more and more into like factions and like people like, you know, playing spin the bottle or like playing like truth or dare and making you do prank phone calls and yep. then like teasing yeah. you and then you like isolating the you. Don't be the yeah. There's just, asleep. it's so terrible. I feel like you always have like this grand plan of like how great a sleepover is going to be with all your pals. And then, mm -hmm. you know, the more people, the worse it is really. And yep. it just like, I felt like that yeah. episode was just, was just so good. Or like, so. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or like, I remember I have it like written in a diary that like I had a birthday party and it was a sleepover. I'm like, mm -hmm. so-and-so went um, like left early. They didn't want to sleep over. Like I like, they must not like, like me that much. Like I thought I, and I literally wrote, and it's actually very funny because it's my friend Jillian. I was like, I thought that Jillian was my number one best friend, but now she's my number like three best friend. <laughs> oh my she god! She left my sleepover early, and I just gave a speech at her wedding last week. Oh my week. god! <laughs> I hope you read that out loud at the speech. I should have. She I was like, number really three funny. best friend. Now my number Jillian, three now best friend <laughs> because she didn't stay over. One. 
And the saddest thing is, is that knowing her now, she still has big anxiety when she's not sleeping in her own bed. But your little middle school mind was like, yeah. she, she hates, hates you. Yeah, and she doesn't, doesn't like me. Want, yeah. yeah, doesn't want to sleep over your house. Yeah. That's, that's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was it. That was the thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gosh. I remember at like I had a sleepover birthday party and it was like my 10th birthday and like for the majority of the time, it was like great fun. But then like as the evening progressed, it was like it it just got like weird. And it was just like kind of like a situation where I was feeling excluded at my own birthday party. And then eventually like I was like, I'm just going to go to bed because like it was very, very late. Like they the, some of the girls just wanted to stay up like super late. And I was like, well, I'm just going to go to bed. And I remember these girls thinking that like I was asleep and they like stood over me and like gossiped about me like while I was like literally like pretending to sleep at my own birthday party no like look at her she's asleep like blah blah blah. and it was just like what the heck is going on here and I was like I'm never doing a sleepover party again it's like and then the morning comes and like everyone's back to normal and it's like fine again but it was like this like very awful like birthday and I felt like uh, I it was just this it's is terrible. Terrible. a little liar yeah. shit. That's what okay. this is, Jessica. <laughs> and you wonder why I hate sleepovers. Sleepovers yeah. suck. Yeah, sleepovers are not good. Sleepovers with the right people is what it is. Sleep no, no, I have to agree. Sleepovers are not good because you think it's going to be good, and it there there it is no is. yeah, it is never good. There, did you guys see that episode of um, Bob's Burgers where Gene has his first sleepover and he and he's just like yes, basic, yeah, basically it's like it's all fun and games and all good, and then all of a sudden the second it's like time to go to bed, it's like hit the kid like is trying to get him to like. I don't know, sneak out of the house or whatever. And it's just like this horrible night that he's just like, I hate this so much. There was Um, another Bob's Burgers um, uh, episode about sleepover where like every hour somebody else needed to go home. Oh, yeah. I saw that one too. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, that's what it is. That one's relatable. Yeah. Like every hour. um, (laughs) Every hour something. Yeah. And Bob's are you serious? I totally remember like once like my friend um, woke me up during uh, sleepover. Like Sarah, I'm feeling really sick right now. I have to. You have to call my dad. I need to go home. <laughs> it's oh like my God. what? Oh my God. Yeah, like this is not a joke. I'm like, I oh only gosh. went home from I think one sleepover, and I still remember it to this day. Like being embarrassed by the fact that I like went home, but like I don't even know why I went home. I think I was like sad. Like I miss my family. Like it's just when you're a kid, like you go home for like whatever reason. Yeah. I just feel like. I, I had a lot a lot of friends like go home from sleepovers and it's like then don't don't do a sleep why do you need to do a sleepover yeah. like why Enough you get sleepover. pressured into it you get you pressured, pressured into it I had in middle school seventh grade I got forced into having a sleepover every single weekend every <laughs> single weekend by this one friend we had oh, that's to terrible or else she was like. Or if we don't have a sleepover this weekend, we're not best friends. And oh my like God. my desperate ass was like, I need to have a best friend. Like, like I I'm need best- this sleepover. I need to have the sleepover. <laughs> this sleepover is payment. <laughs> I was forced to have a sleepover every single week. And then sometimes she wanted to have two sleepovers in a weekend. I'm like, I just want to be alone. I'm an <laughs> introverted extrovert. I need my time to do like, me time. No, I feel like I feel like a lot of the time with sleepovers, it's like it happens because you're hanging out, you're having a great time, you don't want the play date to end or whatever. So you like call your parents, you're like, can I sleep over? Like, we're, we're having so much fun, blah, blah, blah. And this is like around like dinner time, let's say. 
And then, you know, as after dinner, you know, you still are like, okay, we're still playing. We're still going, but everyone's starting to get a little tired and starting to get a little weird. And then parents are like, it's okay. It's time for bed. And you're like, yeah, sure. Sure. But we're a little, we're a little busy here. And then it's just, as the each hour goes and you get tireder and tireder, it's it just like worse worse. it gets worse and worse and weirder and it's weirder. A scam. And tensions go yeah. high. <laughs> and it's it's just it is not a good experience. No, it's not fun. It's just and you never so you never bad. yeah the playtime is never as good as when it was originally a play date. The second no. it turns into a sleepover play date, it all, all bets are off. It's horrible. But also then, like, tell me why, like, <laughs> in fifth and sixth grade, I spent so much time playing, um, what's it called? Feather and Ashes or whatever. Oh, oh yeah. Light as a feather, stiff Light as, as a board. Stiff as a board. Did that ever work? In our heads, it did. We were <laughs> lifting people up to the sky. Like, oh, my God. We were, yeah. we were modern day witches back then. A Ouija We used to play scary games. Like, we played this one called, like, Blind Man's Bluff. And, like, everybody would, like, one person was like had to like be like it was all in the dark and like one person was like the blind man or something and they had to like close their eyes and like run around like catch you in the dark but you could like it was just going by hearing only and it was like it it just yeah we used to play all these like really scary games it was very fun why do kids like traumatize each other is my question i promise to never invite you to a sleepover That is my yes, that's honor. <laughs> yeah, no, no sleepovers. Well, yeah, I'm a, like I think. And I'm now we have to sleep over with weekend. boys every day. <laughs> terrible. What the heck? Yeah, I'm gonna tell Dennis. Dennis, no, no the, more sleepovers. Yeah, we're no longer in the she uh, man haters club or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, God. we were in it. Now we're no longer yeah, in no it. No longer members. Now yeah. my part of my duties or my feeds for being in the club is doing my fiance's laundry all the time. <laughs> it's like, what is this dues? Like, I would yeah, rather like, pay I the five hundred dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, is that how much they're paying to be in that club? Probably. <laughs> Oh my god, this is amazing! Um, I so enjoyed this. I love this yes, movie this so much. So it was so nice to have you back, Melissa. We'll have to find yes. another another uh, opportunity for you to come back on the podcast because it's been yes, it's definitely. Been joy. I love talking about. about did we even talk about the ballet? The ballet? The ballet? Oh, I feel like we, we like talk briefly, but not very much. Okay, yeah. the ba- I just want to say that the ballet part is my favorite part. I love it when they could get dressed up in like my little tiara, like yeah. toddlers and tiara costumes yes. and the wigs, mm-hmm. and then they have like the dance recital and, um, and the way they walk. going my way. That's like I think my favorite part. I think back then and now, I love the the. I called it ballet. How embarrassing. Yeah. If this was a middle school sleepover, you guys would be making fun of me for the rest of the night for that. (laughs) Yeah. You'd be shunned. Well, thank God it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Thank God. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Melissa, what do you have going on? We know Big Brother's uh, Celebrity Big Brother is coming up. So what do you uh, what do you have going on over there? Yes, uh, we are doing the draft on Monday and then the whole thing starts on uh, 
Tuesday, I think. Wednesday? One of these wow. days. I think it's yeah. Wednesday because it's like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like three Yeah, the schedule is, is so bizarre. I yeah. still don't even understand what the schedule is. Like, I'm just going to let Sam tell me whenever I'm on, and then I'm just going to get on, hop on on there. So I'm very excited for that. Basically, I'm, I'm coming out of, like, my hibernation now because Big Brother season <laughs> is starting. Uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, why aren't you on another podcast? And I, you know, I have to say I choose my podcast, you know, very wisely I, so I keep it a very small <laughs> list so you guys are very honored. lucky very i'm <laughs> very lucky and honored trust me i do okay good <laughs> so yeah that's what's coming up for me that's starting very soon so yeah amazing exciting uh sarah what do we have going on it's i know it's a lot it's so much <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, we're busy bees. We <laughs> have, of course, our weekly Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek content. Boy Meets World, we're up to episode, uh, to season five. Dawson's Creek, we're towards the end of season three. Um, in addition to that, we also covered Final Destination this month with oh Ariel. Oh, my God. I love that. Oh, my God. It was so fun. I was fun. obsessed with Final Destination. It was, it was so, so good. Fun. I watched um, the second one first. Ooh. And yeah, which like, I don't know why. Like, I just like, that was the movie my family, like, we like, because I, I everybody don't know. loves the logs. Mm-hmm. The logs. Oh my God. Every time I'm on the freeway and it's Thank just you. like, you I'm falling behind a car. Like, no yes. way. Oh, we are getting out of this lane. I'm with I you. just, ima- yeah, no, don't love it. Uh, no. Yeah. But the first movie, then I watched the first movie and I had such a crush on Devin Sawa. I was like, oh my goodness. Every night this girl had a crush on yeah. Devin Sawa. Oh my God. It's a yes. passage. It really is. Truly. Yeah. Truly. It's just such a good, such a good series. Yeah. That was our third Devin Sawa movie. <laughs> oh my so God. Much. I mean, you can't blame us. Like he's in every night. He's in everything. Now and then yes. Casper and then Final Destination. We no. can't get like, away from him. We need to get a little I just. Giant. I just watched um, the ending of Casper on YouTube, like a few, like a few hours before this podcast. Oh Literally, my god, it's so good! Ah, <laughs> uh, it's so good. I mean, we we thought that it was a little creepy. That movie, Casper, is totally different when you watch it in retrospect. I'm sure it is. Like, Casper like but is like a full on creep. <laughs> As a kid, like you're like, oh my goodness, this guy—it's so romantic. He's so cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved him. He was as, a cute cutie. Yeah. He was a cute. Yeah, he really was. But apparently, like, he feels bad. Devin Sawa feels bad because, like, everybody credits him as like Casper. They're like, uh-huh. he's Casper, but really, um, it was like Malachi some Peterson oh, like or something voice? like that, who is like actually the voice of Casper. Yeah. And I guess what happened was is like last minute they decided they wanted a, like Casper to come in like live action or something. Like, I don't know if that's like because of a oh, rewrite wow. or whatever, but like yeah. interesting. Th- at the last minute they like cast him and he came in for like literally that one scene. Oh, no, and now everybody is like, wow, he is Casper. <laughs> and this poor guy who like was the voice of Casper throughout the entire movie did all the work for it. Gets like literally zero credit. Cause oh, people no. now think that Devin Sawa was the voice as well. And he wasn't. Maybe the real voice of Froggy feels the same way, though. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what it's like, like, to be, as a kid, to be like, I'm in this movie, and then, like, it they dub over your voice, and you're yeah. like, I not a single word was spoken by That's me. so weird. It's so yeah. weird. It's so bizarre. Um. So, and then next month, we have, um, I, I mean, the theme is... Rom com ish. Rom com for Feb. Um, we are covering 
uh, Cutting Edge with our friend Cody, which is a uh, ice skating movie in honor of the Winter Olympics. Mm. And then we're also covering Strictly Ballroom with Sarah Carradine, which is um, a movie by Baz Luhrmann. And it's like a ballroom dancing movie and also kind of a rom-com. So, I don't know, lots of like dancing, moving, grooving. Um, yeah, so catch us at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram, www.shit90s pod.com uh we also are on the psr network jessica and i covering the new hbo show the gilded age um that was tons of fun um right jess yeah that was it's really good we watched the premiere already and then obviously we're waiting for episode two to come out um so it's gonna be really fun by the same uh, creator of downton abbey so if that's your vibe definitely try out the gilded age um and you can also find me over at community building on post show recaps with josh wiggler having tons of fun over there as well um so you could check all of that out over there and you can find me on twitter at the just sterling sarah at sarah ferguson and melissa at it's melissa with three a's nailed it <laughs> yep that's exactly right <laughs> um thank you all for listening thank you so much melissa for coming on again and joining us for this movie and we will talk to you all next time just bye everybody Shit 90 shows taught me Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.